0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Yes, sir. So uh, something I don't think we've ever talked about when we do this uh, recording is when you sign in, if you don't give it a specific name, it just assigns you a name. <laughs> and it, So you can tell the tracks apart. So my name is Richard because I sign in. Johnny changes his name to something kind of funny every week. Greg always just takes whatever name they give him, which this week is exuberant announcer. <laughs> and I've never heard a worse name <laughs> for someone.
1: Why are you hating on my name there, Richard? <laughs> you, you, I didn't choose this one. You didn't choose yours. so
0: I, I, I know. That's my point. You didn't choose it. And it was just like, what's the anti-Greg name? Exuberant announcer. (laughs) There you go.
2: I love that it's really pinned down his location this week, too. He's somewhere on Earth. Right.
1: (laughs) I turned off my geolocation because I think it's funny.
2: (laughs) Greg's recording from Tanzania this week.
0: What you don't actually know is that's actually Greg's webcam that's showing that picture, and he's actually on the moon right now. (laughs) And he still has better internet than Johnny.
2: Greg's a sentient globe that is a, that's a selfie right there
0: there you go okay so I think we're gonna dispense with the normal what have you been watching this week because we all watched the same thing on purpose we watched Punisher Warzone so you don't have to <laughs> Johnny uh, why don't you give everyone the breakdown um, of the movie like the basic story Uh the introduction
2: to Jigsaw, which if you watch the Netflix TV series is also the villain. I will say this. I preferred the way they made Jigsaw look in this movie to the Netflix series. Like, I, I wanted someone that looked messed up. If you've ever read the books and you've ever seen an actual artist rendering of Jigsaw, he's not a very aesthetically pleasing villain. Uh, this one... Castle's taken out all the mob after his... Did you feel like it was kind of weird that they just said this was the second film? And then retconned the first film? (laughs) Like, they gave him the weird, like, blonde wig that it looks like they pulled from the Twilight series or gave to the Twilight series in order to film after. And then somehow he miraculously, after his family dies, has dark black hair. So his first thing he did when his family died is so emo, he went and dyed his hair black. (laughs) <laughs> nice. so he's in a factory on the loading docks starts killing everybody that's in there. Whoops. One of those guys is an undercover FBI federal agent kills him. Things go sideways. That guy's partner that he saved from doing drugs now wants to kill Castle. It's all terribly acted in the process. After he kills the federal agent, he throws a man, Dominic West. Correct.
0: Um, I don't remember. I I, I looked them all up because I wanted to find out their countries of origin.
2: It's a bottle recycling factory, which if you know the mob, they're really into sustainable lifestyles. So it's good that they're recycling glass. Um, But the way they recycle glass is this big blender in the middle of the building. That's not a giant bit of foreshadowing. He throws beautiful Billy into the glass. It starts cheese grinding his face. We get Jake's... uh, he ends up wanting to, but then not having sex with the federal agent's wife, and apparently befriends the Latin kings in the process.
0: It was a former Latin king. Let's, let's give him his due. <laughs> we
2: don't um, know that. We can't confirm that. He's dead. Spoiler.
0: No, no. They told, they said, I, I believe Micro. Micro wouldn't lie to Frank. Uh, he's lying to himself
2: if he thinks his mom is anything but a friggin' vegetable. Okay. okay they took care of that too because they took half her head off with a shotgun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I definitely have things to say about this movie. I've,
2: I've done what I'm going to do. The violence is awesome. Richard, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I, 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 was, I was messaging Johnny as I was watching this movie, and at one point I said something along the lines, and I still feel like this. I feel like they cast a whole bunch of actors from different parts of the world, because Ray Stevenson is British. Uh, Dominic Dominic West is British. Uh, Doug Hutchinson is American. And there was a dude who was playing a dreadlocked Irish gangster who is American. So they cast a couple of British guys in American roles, and then they cast an American guy in a Irish role. And I feel like none of these people had ever heard the accents they were asked to do. And then they just described it for them. They were like, okay, you were going to be an Italian mafioso. And they were like, cool. So what does that sound like? (laughs) And they were like, oh, well, you just want to do a little bit of this with your voice and a little bit of that. And then they just did that because I mean, I'm not someone who watches a movie and listens for accents. I'm not like oh, I cool. had, I had no idea that Henry Cavill was British when I first saw Man of Steel, because his American accent sounds like an American accent. I, I never watched The Tudors, so I, that was the first thing I'd ever seen him in. Okay. But, you know, his American accent sounds like an American accent. Same thing, like, Christian Bale, I've never watched a Batman movie and been like, ugh, this doesn't sound right. But, like, it just jumped out to me because of how incredibly bad their accents were. I was like, who the hell are these guys? I gotta look this up. Hold on. Um, I, I, I... I messaged you about 10 minutes in and said, I'm 10 minutes in and I wish that this was the Travolta Punisher. (laughs) And it was after he had done the thing where he breaks into the mob, the mob's house at the very beginning of the movie and just starts killing everybody. But the whole scene takes place at like a Thanksgiving table, basically like, Everyone in the family, minus Dominic West, Billy, and his group, is there. There had to have been 25 or 30 guys there. And he individually takes them out one by one. And the rest just sit there and take it. But at one point, hold on, hold on. At one point, he hangs upside upside down from a chandelier. And starts spinning in circles and shooting.
2: Oh, so it's good enough for the director of your crappy Ghost writer, but Frank Castle can't do it in The Punisher?
0: He had to <laughs> get onto the chandelier while a bunch of guys who were about to die just sit there and stare. Like, I, I feel like they must have just been sitting there and been like, hold on, is he actually going to pull this off? This would be a really interesting way to die. Let's see if he can pull this off. If he lands on his head, he does his job for us.
2: But, and he's smart, he turned the lights off and then hit a road flare, which, if you have never gone through that experience, would temporarily blind you. You gotta think smart here. Frank Castle did.
0: I don't know. It It just it felt like... The whole thing was like, it should have been in slow motion, but it was regular speed. And it just
2: felt slow. <laughs> there's there's also no way that Ray Stevenson at like 240 pounds is hanging off that chandelier without it hitting the damn table. Like, yeah. if you wanted to really make an impression, you should have had that thing pull out of the ceiling and he just falls through the table. Because at least then I would have not stopped laughing for the first 20 minutes. But it was, yeah, it was... <laughs> Preposterous isn't even a good starting point for how to describe this film.
0: Um, by the 15-minute mark, I texted you that I wish this was the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, from there, once we got past the whole, like, Billy getting his face chewed up, And the introduction of micro, like the second act is decently watchable. It's not good, Mm -hmm. and like when when he's like standing there calmly talking to Julie Benz, and she just lets him go. I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? (laughs) Like this man literally killed her husband. And, it, I mean, I, I, I think my exact words when I texted you were, um, is he now going to fuck this man's wife after killing her? Killing him? I got
1: dark for a second.
0: It, it's, it's just how it came across. It was just like, I don't know. Like, the whole thing of him, like, protecting her and her kid throughout the remainder of the movie, while her and her kid are just, like, cool with it
2: (laughs) did you did you notice the scene when they're in the house because you did watch the whole film greg i'm not gonna
0: ask you how far did greg
1: 10 minutes 10 12 minutes max
0: (laughs) did did Uh, you get to billy getting his face chewed up nope okay
2: what was what was your (laughs) what was your breaking point greg
1: the the scene that they where they were killing the mobsters, he lops off the guy's head. I'm like, I don't care about this movie.
0: <laughs> that was literally the opening scene of the movie. You didn't make it ten.
1: I was given the credits like part of the time. Like from me hitting the play button in the black screen until that point. It wasn't very it wasn't very far. It was yeah, after you... that point, but that was the breaking point, is what he had.
0: So Yeah, you you definitely Uh, I would be shocked if you made it 10 minutes, including the credits at that point. Yeah, it was was Uh, after
1: that. It was hanging upside down. I mean, I was, I wasn't wasn't giving it my whole attention because I know I wouldn't like it. I, I don't,
0: I don't really blame you. I, I had it on, on my TV near my computer. Um, and there were definitely a decent number of points where I just sat and played papers, please.
2: I didn't make this recommendation knowing Greg would watch it. I figured probably, I figured 20 minutes. I figured he'd give it the 20, but I think that was being like, I probably should have prefaced the recommendation with Greg. I know you're not going to finish this film. It's okay. This was,
1: I think the biggest issue with it is I had a headache both times. I tried to watch it. Yeah. Well, my, (laughs) my, uh, my, my tolerance was very low. (laughs) Like, nope.
0: Let's be clear. I don't think Greg needed. You're okay. No, no, no! <laughs> I was just saying. Like, I <laughs> like, knew, before I even said
2: it, I was like, "This is not a recommendation for Greg." This I know, is- but I'm I'm just saying. Watch.
0: Greg has already proven that he has a bar. He doesn't care what anyone else thinks, and this movie made it one third as far as Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad, largely considered to be one of the worst movies that has played and made money in the last decade, and Greg made it one third of the way into what he made it into.
1: I paid more for Suicide Squad, so I stayed longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just, I, 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 I knew, I knew it. I, I was like, I wonder if Greg actually left his house while this was playing, or if he just turned it off
1: i I rented it on google play so i was like play watching 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 like i went got a drink came back watched a bit more i'm like (laughs) close and then i tried again the next day when i was feeling a little bit better and i was like you you know
0: ray stevenson is gonna get his royalty check for like eight cents and be like Holy shit, two people watched The Punisher this month?
1: I would have sent him three dollars. Like I would have I would have mailed it to him. That's how much I would have just rather have done.
2: Can we do that? Can we cut a check for like 10 bucks and just send it to Ray Stevenson be like, this is what we would have paid for the three of us to watch your movie?
0: But we the problem is we did pay eight dollars to watch it.
2: We don't but we don't have to. Maybe we could just get him to sign the check and we could like put it up on a wall somewhere as like our first official interaction with celebrity. (laughs) um no it's it's i think it's just because like i hadn't seen that in god knows how long and i'm thankful that stevenson found his way into some other like franchises and properties that he's done like he was one of the three lackeys for thor right
0: yeah he was he was volstagg in the three thor movies and if you are trying to figure out who that is he was the big fat one with the beard. And um, the really long hair.
2: What was the HBO series he was on?
0: Um,
2: like, Greek or Roman? Caesar? No. What was it? Rome. He was on Rome, was he? Oh Yeah, We're that's right. Because I, I remember
1: that one. casting. Whew, that show was
0: wicked.
2: I've not seen it. I think we have a recommendation.
0: Whew. Uh, he was in two episodes of The Clone Wars this year. He's been in a lot of stuff that I, I he's yeah actually he's apparently regular recurring because he was in Star Wars Rebels also apparently okay uh, he somehow made it into the transporter reboot <laughs> <laughs> I, I say somehow is he Ed Screen was in the transporter re- uh, you know okay it's fine I'm not gonna look into that I'm just gonna get mad um. Yeah, he was in Divergent. He's played in Dexter. So Ray Stevenson, it, this movie did not hurt his career. He has he has carved out a nice little niche for himself. Post-Punisher Warzone.
2: Was, uh, was he in... Um, uh, what was the one where Ryan Reynolds is like the assassin and his job got screwed? Uh, R.I.P.? No. no. The
1: Man's Bodyguard?
2: Bodyguard was No, he was that not.
1: That was still a funny show.
0: So let's let's talk about a couple of the other people that were in this this travesty of a movie. <laughs> Doug Hutchison was in it, and I was really weirded out by that. I think I've actually seen Doug Hutchison in a grand total of, like, two things ever. One being the Green Mile, and the other being he had a very short stint on um, 24. Hmm. But other than that, I mean, Doug Hutchinson is best known for being the dude that married Courtney Stodden. <laughs> that guy. Yes, yeah, so it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it, it, it literally, his name came up in the credits, and I was just like, oh God, what the hell am I getting ready to watch? <laughs> um,. Other than that, I mean, I, I, Wayne Knight, I thought, actually put on a pretty decent performance as micro.
2: It's it's funny because he was probably the best actor in that film. Yeah. Like, as far as performance goes, like, eh, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Um, but, like, everything else surrounding him was just not great. And that's a <laughs> not great is being real nice to this film. This is a brutal movie.
0: Uh, and last but not least, uh, Julie Benz, who, if you have ever seen the second Boondock Saints movie, Angel or Dexter. Buffy, wasn't she in Dexter? Uh, she yeah, she was in Dexter also. I never saw Dexter. It
2: was his. It was the woman he married, and then John Lithgow kills her. She's also Poiler. apparently
0: currently in a show called On Becoming a God in Central Florida.
2: It was nice to see her in something else other than Dexter, because that's pretty much the only thing I remember her being in. Well, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable in giving this like a 1 out of 10, or a 0. 0.5 out of 5, and the only 0. 0.5 is because... Newman, man. I gotta give it to him. That's about it.
0: I mean, like I said, the, the middle of the movie has some parts in it that are, are you know, fine... So I, I'd say like a two. It's pretty high, Greg.
2: <laughs> what are you giving this out of? What are you giving this out of five? Man?
0: He he, no, he already gave it a, a ten minutes out of Greg.
1: Right. <laughs> we should start doing ratings based on how much time I, of it I watch.
2: That's that's probably but,
0: a genius idea. It, I mean, it basically is. That's you, you gave it ten minutes out of Greg.
1: We'll we'll say eight, because it was probably closer to eight.
0: I
2: need to create a video with a sliding scale with Greg's picture on it, and as it goes up, it just goes up in time. Right. Pretty much. I like this. This is a good idea. If you or someone you know can provide this wonderful interactive webpage for us, let
0: us know. That'd be great. I think Greg can do that himself if he actually He would not want to to. do that.
1: (laughs) I can technically do it, Yes. If I choose to do it, that's the other question
0: the The best part would be if it's a video and like you know it starts with you like frowning, and then when it gets to like the thirty minute mark, you have just a straight face, and then as it goes further, you like by the end of it, you're actually smiling.
1: We should start keeping track of what movies I've stopped watching.
0: Uh, I think it's at three right now.
1: Uh, John dies at the end is four.
0: Oh, yeah. There you go. Four. (laughs) So Joker, Suicide Squad, John dies at the end and this.
1: And then the furthest one I went in, uh, Joker, I went the furthest, like what, 45 minutes.
0: You did not make it 45 minutes. Uh,
1: There was still 45 minutes left of the movie.
0: There was, I think, more than four. When I texted you, it was 45 minutes.
1: Right. I was in the bathroom.
0: You were not in the bathroom. You were at home sitting on your ass. He didn't say what bathroom he was. Yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> oh.
1: Right. I didn't say Richard. Go on now.
2: That movie was so bad. He had to shit twice.
0: I. So, uh, you know, one thing that I did that was kind of interesting to me in a post COVID 19 world, watching this travesty of a, a movie, um, was just watching everybody hanging out together like at various points for like, yeah, you know, like when they're all sitting at like the Thanksgiving table at the beginning of the movie, I'm just like, there's no one social distancing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it just, it was immediately the first thing that popped into my head. Okay. Uh, so that's what we watched. I think that we've all pretty well agreed it never again. It never, well, number one, never again. And number two, to a certain extent, this was the last pre Marvel Studios Marvel movie. I mean, don't get me wrong; like Amazing Spider-Man still happened after this, and there's yeah. a couple others. But Marvel Studios uh, Iron Man One came out in 2008, so the same year that this travesty came out. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things where, like, it it does give you an opportunity. To kind of see what we were dealing with in the 2000s by way of quality of Marvel movies. I mean, like watch
2: Warzone and Iron Man back to back, or the yeah, and, and tell me like for the people that criticize, are like it's formulaic. You know what? If something works, you're probably going to use it again.
0: Well, and it's not just that, but it's. Like I, I recently did that. We rewatched the first Iron Man movie for the first time in, in years.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I haven't
0: watched the original Iron Man movie in probably five years. It could be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it still holds up to this day. It's it, oh for sure. There's there are admittedly some spots where like the the CG is just like, mm, but a couple spots where the CG is. Eh, you can versus tell where they the travesty
2: of Punisher Warzone? You can tell where they polished. And like even from the costume design and stuff from those early Marvel films, you can see the differences made. Most notably yeah. was Thor's hair and his his eyebrows in the first Thor film. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do. They colored Chris Hemsworth's eyebrows. like It looks like they just brushed some weird paint in to lighten them. Mm-hmm. Or Stark, and I said this before, Stark's uh, goatee in the first film. Like, it just, it looks fake. It looks like they used his gum and affixed it to his face. But then you watch, you know, Endgame, and it's actually like he grew it at, like, in right. his own. So, I mean, you, you're going to see those little finicky things, but, I mean, the overall quality of their production, huge disparity between those two movies.
0: 100%. And that's, and that's the part where I, I think that when you watch it you get the ability to kind of get your eyes opened a little bit and be like oh i remember what we were dealing with and why it was bad
2: and for the people who complain that marvel studios is too repetitive or formulaic you've never read a comic book like they they all follow within reason when they reboot a series guess what they do they don't change it that much it's it's still the formula of how superheroes are created. So it's, that's it's always been kind of a silly complaint to me. Um, but you look at that and then watch this. And then this week I'll go back and I'll watch some of the John Berthel Punisher series.
0: <laughs> right. And that's, it's, it, and that's the thing that you, that you can compare it to in, even though that wasn't technically Marvel studios. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you have the ability to go back and watch counting the season two of daredevil, three seasons of Punisher. And you can compare that to Thomas Jane and um, Ray Stevenson Punisher and go, oh, well, yeah, this is way better.
2: uh, Yeah, I think, you know, it's we've we've already talked about this longer than Greg. We've we've doubled the amount of time that Greg watched this by talking about it. So I know they're going kill me.
1: I figured you guys will run out of time. or figure out things to say here soon. Jeez. (laughs)
2: We'll we'll, we'll move move on. As
0: long as we're talking about Marvel, uh, Johnny. Yes, sir. I believe that myself and you and maybe a few thousand other people attempted to get some Funko Pops this week.
2: Well, it's not even just that. So San Diego Comic-Con, which is a huge, huge, huge event every year, because of COVID, has had to go exclusively online, and what that means as well is that all of those really wonderful exclusives that they provide at the con are going to be sold online. Let's just we'll, we'll focus on Funko because I really don't know what the experience is like with anything else, but I can tell you, anytime they do a Funko Friday and they have an exclusive that they're putting up for sale, their which is virtually every week is the worst online vendor or retailer i have ever tried to purchase through in my life that's not being hyperbole that is just fact wait for it follow their account whatever wait for the next release on a friday and try to purchase an item and tell me that you're not going to wind up with more gray in your hair than i have which was there was so much there was a lot of confusion about it this week too um because initially they said it would be launched at 12.01 on the Wednesday night? It was a Wednesday night, or Thursday night. Which was it? It's I've not slept well this week.
0: It was Thursday night.
2: So, 12.01.
0: They say 12.01, the
2: vendors, because there's going to be store exclusives that they sell as well. And they've been doing that for a couple years where they have this summer convention, unquote, mm-hmm. Exclusive, so like whatever they sell at San Diego Comic Con, Hot Topic is going to carry some of those. GameStop, Barnes and Noble, stuff like that. Like they're all gonna they've been carry... doing it
0: for at least six years.
2: Yeah, the only difference is going to be the sticker on the box. Which, if you're super neurotic about it, good for you. I think it's batshit crazy, but whatever. You're paying markups on a sticker. Congratulations.
0: And there are people that will pay markups on that sticker. <laughs> yeah.
2: So this year. And I've talked about it before. One of my favorite characters is Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. For God, fifteen years now they've been doing Marvel zombie stuff. When did that initial comic come out?
0: Um, I don't remember the exact year, but I'm going to say around 2004, 2005.
2: Yeah, I was going to. It's been ten plus years, and so this year they did a ten-inch Funko with Ben Grimm as the Thing in zombie form, and I was like, cool gonna try and have to get this it's been a disaster from the word go because the pre-orders weren't set they it's doesn't matter richard thankfully you were being super awesome about it you tried to get on because i wasn't paying attention i didn't realize the funko website was selling those as well so you got in line to be able to buy it and despite the numerous crashes the disgusting wait time that you stand in queue just to check out with your cart Everything sold out, site crashed, at which point I got to wait up until 12.01. What they didn't tell you with GameStop is that it was 12.01 central time.
0: Mm-hmm. So I got to
2: wait up until 1 a.m. But then you went through all that, and unbeknownst to me, Ashley, her plan was to get me that Funko as a anniversary gift. So then I had to tell you, hey, Thank you, but it's okay. <laughs> After you'd already spent time waiting in line, so I owe you a beer or yeah. something at some point to make up for that.
0: Well, I, in, to be honest, let, let me let me so let me give you my time frame on it. Okay. Yeah. So I was talking on Twitter with uh, someone, and he mentioned that they had gone on sale, and he was having issues getting anything into his cart, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I didn't realize it even. Yeah. So I I hop onto the Funko website on my phone, and immediately it's just like, shit's in your cart. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's get checked out. But I didn't what, time was, what time was that? I'm going to say, I'm going to guess about 8.30. So they've been on sale for a half hour. Yeah. Um, so I put that into my cart. I also started putting uh, Anchorman Pops in my cart because they were Funko exclusive. They weren't anywhere else. Yeah. And I put the Stan Lee that Target had into my cart because which, it was
2: which was that the Iron Man that was the Iron or Man was Stan Lee Ragnarok pop Iron Man okay so the Hugh Hefner
0: yeah smoking jacket right yeah I I I love that yeah one hundred percent down um so I'm just like yeah I'm I'm gonna buy that and what ended up happening was I figured out over the course of about the next twenty minutes that it was saying it was putting things into my cart, but not putting them into my cart. <laughs> so you click add to cart, and then nothing would be there, or at best, half of the things would be there. Right. So finally, I'm sitting at my computer with three web browser windows open, and I have one of my phones out. And I'm just continually clicking add to cart, and it got to the point where it would just immediately air out and take you back to a page broken so finally i got some of the anchorman pops into my cart i i I really was just trying to get uh freaking brick ron and paul rudd because the paul rudd one is uh it's like scratch and sniff or whatever it smells like sex panther and i'm like yes yes i need that um so I'm like, okay, well, I, I got two of the Anchorman pops, the Hugh Hefner, and the thing into my cart functional. I'm like, cool, check out. And then it, at that point, and I'd already hit checkout several other times just with getting like one or two of them in my cart, it starts erroring out again. I finally got to the point where it told me, you are in queue to check out, do not refresh. Do not do anything else. You have a spot in line. (laughs) Well, that's really interesting because this is the internet, not Best Buy on Black Friday. I shouldn't need to stand in line. (laughs) But okay.
2: Was it an appropriate six feet apart from the next person in line?
0: God, I hope
2: so. The the internet's a wild, wild west, man. Thank God nothing transfers via internet yet.
0: So I'm just like, okay, this is fine. I'll just sit here patiently waiting and see how it goes. I'm in line, so obviously they're holding my stuff for me. Finally, after however long it was, like another 20 or 25 minutes, about 9.15, my phone takes me to the cart where it tells me absolutely everything I wanted is sold out. (laughs)
2: And you might be sitting there right now listening to us talk about this and be like, why would you ever do that to yourself? Valid. And I, you know, this is enough of a crap show that I don't want to do this again. (laughs) Here's the problem. We have done this again and again and again. I still don't have Gorilla Grodd from the Flash TV series from six years ago. Was it 2014? 2014. Like no, that. it would no. no. It would have been 2015, maybe. Yeah, I. I think it was 2015. I think that was a 2015 summer exclusive. So it's this is. So now you spent probably two to three hours just start to finish before you're like, I'm getting none of the things. Thank you for the waste oh. of my
0: life. No, no, because I then had to stay up until midnight to because at this point because I. At this point, I'm like, okay, let me check and see who actually has the Anchormans. Right. No, nobody. It's Funko Shop exclusive. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I can at least get the Stanley Lee if I go to Target. Yeah. And the Target, I didn't even realize this when I was looking at the Funko Shop. Maybe they weren't on there, but they had a freaking amazing Cyborg Superman. Mm. And I'm like, oh, look at that thing. I need that. So I sat there on my computer until 12.01, refreshing the pages. I had both pages pulled up for add to cart to come up. By the time the pages came up and I could click add to cart, they were sold out. They were gone in under a minute.
2: So you went to Target the next day to buy them, right?
0: No, because I still haven't gotten my COVID test back. So I'm not able to leave the house. (laughs) Damn you, COVID. Look what you've done. Uh, and, that's, and that's what was the most frustrating to me is like, at this point, I, I, I know I don't have COVID because they would have called me. They'd said they call you if you have it and they mail you if you don't. Yep. But I'm trying to do the right thing by everybody involved and stay home until I have an official result back. And, but it's just like, I, I'm, I'm getting boned here because Target put like six of them available on their online because Funko, you know, doesn't know how to run a goddamn website.
2: and Oh, they do. They do. How do you create demand, Richard? Limit supply.
0: Yeah, I get that. But if you're going to do that, you should have the capacity for everyone to go on place their order, and be done, not to give me page cannot be displayed.
2: I'm convinced they do that because it elicits that exact reaction. I don't trust anybody in this time in society.
0: But the thing is, it's elicited a reaction where I've now looked at those particular pops and gone, I guess I don't need either of them anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. And there is still a Target supposedly relatively near me that has them if I go to Target's website and look up availability. um, So if they give me a COVID test result like tomorrow, I could probably, you know, haul rear end over to, I think it's Beachmont Target and pick them up. Right. But it's still just one of those things where it's like, no, I, I don't want to, Funko doesn't deserve my money on these.
2: Oh, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere, because they'll come up with something else. You're going to be like, God damn it. I have to get this one now. But it was exceptionally frustrating. Um, And then at the end of everything for us, Ashley was going through the same thing with GameStop, or, like, the checkout feature wasn't working. She finally gets checked out. No, two of them sitting in her cart. She paid for two. She ordered two. So then she's like, what do I do? I was like... (laughs) Here's the terrible thing. I hate resellers. I hate resellers. I hate people that go in and buy it and then mark it up and resell it. But then I was like, but I mean, you got two.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Resellers, people who buy it on purpose to to flip it and make money off of it are dicks.
2: Yeah, garbage human beings. I'll say that. I don't even care.
0: People that, you know... Buy it and then realize there's a value to it that is above what they have and put it online to make a modest profit I don't it doesn't bother me
2: I did that with the um, oh my god I can't the Hulkbuster I won a contest with Funko where I got the Hulkbuster prototype I sent that I sold that thing for $2,000 Canadian who in their right mind when they're like I won a contest I paid nothing I paid nothing to get this item. Do I care about it in my collection?
0: I'm kind of indifferent.
2: Like, I, well, don't, and that's, I don't really care that much.
0: And in, in the end, that is kind of the thing, is a lot of this stuff is going to sell out for one reason or another. And the, where resellers do come in, and this is why I don't have that big of a problem paying a bit of a reseller markup sometimes, Yeah, is there are people that can't get this shit. You know, I can't get cyborg Superman. So if I want cyborg Superman, I'm going to have to go on eBay and pay, you know, 10 or 15 bucks above what he, what I was supposed to pay for him. Um, The most egregious example that I've personally ever done was uh, a few years ago, Bruce Springsteen wrote a new book and Joseph Beth booksellers uh, down here in Cincinnati is a great bookstore. They're still, they're still operating. Uh, and they've done a lot of really good stuff since COVID. But they, prior to, you know, the apocalypse starting, they were really well-known for getting a ton of really great, really well-known authors to come in for book signings. And they brought Bruce Springsteen in for a book signing. And along with buying the book, you got to get a picture with Bruce Springsteen. So I bought two copies of the book, bought one for me, bought one for my dad. My dad ends up going. Well, I don't really like Bruce Springsteen that much. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll figure out something to do with it. But I bought it because I got to meet Bruce Springsteen. And so I, you know, my dad gives my dad doesn't want it. I go take it. I go to toss it on eBay. Turns out these books are selling for 300 bucks because they're signed by Bruce Springsteen. And I'm just like, hold on, I don't need my copy either.
2: It's funny. But I mean, that's, but at that point, and here's the thing, at some point you're going to realize like all of these things are just that. They're things, man. Like your life is not going to be infinitely better, nor will it be worse by you having or not having this. Not having the clutter, probably not a bad thing because it's going to help you keep everything else in your life organized. So, I mean, I look at it from a perspective like, is this just something down the road that I'm going to end up moving anyway? Yeah. And if it's yes, then you know what, if my life is not going to be worse by me moving that to somebody else, that maybe if someone is bigger, Bruce Springsteen fan than you, and they now have access to something that is actually going to make their life more improved, maybe a better existence. Like maybe it's just something when they're having a bad day, they look at that and makes them feel better. I I feel better about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's trying to find that balance between, like, do I just want it because there's some sort of need or popularity for this, and I just feel like I'm missing out by not having it, or do I really want it because it's actually something that I'm passionate about that holds greater value to me than just the monetary price tag. Well, and that's... And people ask, I'm telling you right now, that Funko that I just got, that i was that ashley just got for me number one thing to help it maintain value what is it keep it in the box put it in a protector never take it out dude that's not that's that's not why i wanted it i wanted it because i'm a fan of that individual that character i'm gonna have it out of the box because i want to be able to see it with the rest of my collection you know what i mean no and
0: that's and i'm an out-of-box collector like that's that's my thing is uh, I, I don't keep any of them in a box for the most part. Although funny enough, I actually kept that Gorilla Grodd in a box until like, I don't know, a month ago <laughs> when I found the storage bin that I had put it and like a few other Funkos in. Yeah, And I immediately took them all out of their boxes, threw the boxes away and put them on, display on my mantle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I, 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 I get that, like. And that's why I wasn't really mad that I couldn't get the Anchorman pops. Yeah. Like that did not really affect me in the least because as much as I like Anchorman, I went through the exact same thought process. I realized that I basically got caught up in, the hike. you know, the excitement. Yeah. I was like, oh man, look at all these pops. Oh, look at that pop. Look at that pop. And it, it was the same thing that happened any other times that I've gone like really heavy all in on pops is just, you know, looking at it and be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta have, gotta have, gotta have
2: but it's like really do you, you like it, it, or it. Do you it or do you love it or do you just love the pursuit of it you know what I mean? I mean
0: no and that's and that's why i was just like okay well you know what if i'm going to try to get any of these i will still probably try to get the stanley which i did and I, and once i saw the cyborg superman i really did want that one because <laughs> most of my pops are dc and cyborg superman was a, a great villain in the 90s and early 2000s um but it's just it's it's still just one of the things where much like what you said, you know, I I can live without him. I don't I don't need Cyborg Superman. I don't need that Stan Lee. I've already got a couple other Stan Lee pops. Yeah. You know, I was basically just trying to get him because I like him, and Julie likes playing with Stan Lee. <laughs> Dude, Julie loves Stan Lee. No, I it's just
2: it's I think part of the necessity for anything you were going to be a collector is like. You have to establish what your cap is and what it is that you're really after. So for me, the last couple of years, Greg, I don't know if like you don't strike me as someone that's like all in on this kind of stuff, just because it's like knickknack kind of nonsense.
1: Yeah. I don't really collect anything.
2: Yeah. See, it's, so Greg said, they're going, this is the worst show I have
0: ever been part of. <laughs> Next up, we'll be talking about Doom Patrol. Greg, just, I
2: think we'll bypass Doom Patrol. Let's give it a few episodes and we'll do a recap because I don't want to kill Greg today. Oh yeah. Greg,
1: please. Greg's, it's please been, it's, I looked at the time, right? Greg. I looked at the recording time. 26 <laughs> minutes is when you guys started talking about this. Look at the time right now. 45. I'm over here watching a stream. <laughs> Not paying attention to anything you're saying.
2: What stream are you watching, Greg? What are you watching? Like, what have you been watching this week as far as streams go? Because I know you're doing the Yakuza stuff last week.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I'm watching Co Carnage play uh, No Man's Sky currently. No,
2: so I've never played No Man's Sky. I know that there was like a big um, promotional like train leading up to the release of that game, but then I heard it didn't really come through on what um, it promised to do. It bombed hard. Did it? Why, yeah. do you, like, why do you find that it bombed?
1: Well, it, it bombed hard because of the way that the uh, the game was made at the time. Like, it was just okay. it had a lot of things that they promised that they didn't deliver on on release. Um, it's been out about a year now, I think.
0: It's been out longer than that.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they kind of re-released it a few months after the initial release. Okay. And it's been a whole lot better. And he's been playing it all day today, or since about 12 Um and it's been casually watching it. But he was playing Satisfactory up till yesterday. Okay. That game's super addicting.
2: So, I... And, like, I obviously I'm woefully... Because I'm very... I am not, like, an all-encompassing gamer. Like, I don't care about everything coming out. Like, there's going to be things that I'm, like, interested in, not interested in. Mm-hmm. I was kind of on the fringe for No Man's Sky. But then it was, like... What I heard and what's happened since it reminds me of Battlefront 2 when it came out for PlayStation Four, where like the initial release they didn't do anything substantial enough to warrant the purchase and it was kind of a big letdown. But then I've heard since then, with the downloadable content and the expanded content, and everything that they've done since then, like the game is actually unbelievably fun and actually playable now to the point that people are starting to actually come back to that title. Would you say that's something that's gone on with No Man's Sky like is there justification to be able to replay it? Yeah, or, the, initially?
1: They they they've added so much stuff to it. Um, and it's it was going kind of one of those things that No Man's Sky needed like an early access. is what it needed. Oh, okay. People give, you know, early access games a lot of grief, but that's what it needed to you know help the, you know the community build the game. That's what that's why Subnautical did so well, and they're making a second part to that game. It's because the community is really passionate about it. Because you were able to play the game from for two years before it was released, you know, yeah. in public type thing. And yep. you saw the game grow, and you saw it add story markers, and the devs really interacted. But there's also pe- people like um, Torchlight Three, which used it as a money grab for early access. So. No Man's Sky would have definitely benefited from early access if the, like the amount of people playing it now is like what, there's like 17,000 people watching them play it right now. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's, people are watching it, but it's just one of those certain games need it, but certain games don't and certain games abuse it. And then the, the developers don't, you know, talk or give you updates or, you you know, let you know what systems are working on or what they may change, type of stuff.
2: Well, and this is like a totally different era for the gaming community now too, where it's become more social. Like you actually have you actually have full social networks committed to just gaming, which is fantastic. But then it like kind of puts more emphasis and a little bit more importance into the word of mouth situation where if you're not an established franchise like Halo, you're not going to have a tough time selling a Halo title, right? Right. Which is an interesting comparison because we did just get the teaser trailer this week as well with everything going on. i yeah. talk about that down the road, but I think if you are just trying to get off the ground with a new title or a new franchise, you're really trying to build that kind of network for your game, no, I I think early release is what you're going to see them having to do because if you can't get blizzard's done great with that where it's like you get your beta and your alpha tests right mm-hmm. and now you can have the players go through and be like by the way this sucks this doesn't work this is what's happening when i try to use this mechanic the story like it's it's fine tuning the game for broad appeal and if you're not going to do that now word of mouth is going to be your number one benefit and your number one negative because if it's not good you're not going to sell if it's Maybe if they feel like you care enough to be able to listen to the community to make those changes, you're probably going to get better sales.
1: Right. And that's what's a lot of a lot of things are a lot of buzz right now with uh, a few games like Ashes of Creation.
2: It's okay. a MMO
1: game that they they it's early access right now. You can't even get access to it unless you buy like a stupid tier, like invest like three hundred bucks or something.
2: <laughs> no thanks.
1: Right. It's they have some lower tier stuff, but you're not going to get access till beta two or beta three, which okay. is a year down the road, but they are pretty open on how they do different things. The developers will do like the AMAs and like, they'll talk like uh, he was talking to Asmongold about it like a week ago for like an hour, just, you know, just answering questions on different systems and why they do certain things where, you know, blizzards just now started to do that type of stuff for a while. Cause WoW's going in the wrong direction and like Final Fantasy 14 and um, Ashes of Creation are going in the right direction yeah. because they're listening to people and not just sitting in their echo chamber and making a game that, you know, as soon as it gets released people are like, this is horrible you guys didn't listen to anything the beta testers said and just said we know better and look what happened to BFA
0: Something Something Star Citizen Right, oh
1: yeah (laughs) Star Citizen got pushed back because of the uh, engine change, too, though. They changed their, from, um, oh, what was the the fancy engine Cryogen? Yeah, they were used for Cryogen, and they switched to the Amazon engine.
0: I mean, I you can say it was pushed back for that, but this is a, this is a game that was announced in 2012 and still isn't out.
1: Oh, yeah, it's been in early access for a very long time.
0: It's been in early access for... I want to say at least five years.
1: Yeah, well, they it got they got like they said they got like an, a year or a year or so away from release, and then they had to switch the engine because of CryoGen going out of business. So they had to switch to a different engine, which basically means they have to rewrite a ton of code, which pushed okay. them back another two to three years. So, which that's rough to do on a game, man. And yeah. Then, I- Amazon's having a rough time with gaming because they pushed back New World for six months, one month before the actual release. (laughs) So, yeah, that's not going to be a good game. I'm I'm avoiding that game. I'll play... That's
0: like um, Cyberpunk 2077 has been pushed back a couple times now.
1: Oh, but Cyberpunk 2077 was pushed back twice, but they did it like six months or... Eight months before the release, so that was like a like, hey, we need to push this back, you know, because of everything that was going on. But they did that at the start of it, and not, you know, if it was supposed to come out in August or something this year, now mm-hmm. push back in November. But they did that in March, so like hey, you know, five months before it comes out, yeah. we're going to push it back because everything we foresee, you know, rotating everybody home that it's going to take longer to finish certain things. So what a good company does, they don't want. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that's what Bungie did now with destiny Two as well, right. For the next expansion where it was actually supposed to launch at the start of September. And now it's been pushed to November as well. Right. So it's, it's, I would rather see them listening to people. And that's the reason for the delay not just because they're like foreseeing some sort of change or they have to hit a quota or like for whatever reason in that quarter, they're going to need to change things or like show better numbers. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting to see kind of the way that the gaming industry has changed from, you know, your basic video rental store, having games that you can rent, et cetera, et cetera. to now it's like you go onto steam and it's the entire universe of the gaming community is present now. So it's, there's there's some there's some craziness going on, man. And I mean, I just heard what was the name of the guy that got banned from Twitch? Oh, which one?
0: Doctor Disrespect. Yeah. Is That the guy
2: they're... had like weird mullet. To... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Doctor Disrespect.
2: And now he's apparently pursuing legal action against Twitch.
1: Because they they either a didn't tell him, or because Twitch has that issue where they're not very they're not very, they're not very transparent with what happens. Like Dr. Disrespect didn't know he was banned until you know people went to his channel, yeah. And then he got a call from or whatever from his man, uh, the community manager, saying he was banned, and they wouldn't tell him what it was. But uh, there's no way he doesn't know by now. He's just not looking at public. Well,
0: supposedly I I I read a little bit about this, uh, but supposedly Twitch Twitch officially does not tell you why you were banned.
1: Right. So you just got to hope you so, don't do anything well. You're like, yes. oh, crap, something, somebody, something in there. Cause you can get banned for what your chat says. So if you if somebody in your chat does dumb things and you don't ban them quick enough, you can get banned for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and just, just to be clear, we're not coming down on the side of Dr. Disrespect. Cause the dude, no, not at all. Very problematic.
2: Yeah. yeah. He filmed I mean, they, in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, this is the dude that was filming in the bathroom at Comic Con last year.
1: Yeah. But it's and, still it's it's a guy's livelihood that signed a multimillion dollar deal that just got banned for well,
0: Yeah, this it's it's just more along the lines I I think of it of looking at it and admitting Twitch is doing something really weird here. Mm-hmm they should at least be upfront about why someone like this is banned. Because in particular, if he's banned for doing more shady shit, then the, it it should be like, I don't know any other
2: way to put it. but So that anyone else that's going to try and bring him on or hire him is understanding of like what they could potentially be facing.
0: Yeah. And also for the people who like, if you're a fan of this guy, it would be a good thing to know, Oh, well this guy, you know, said this or did that or whatever it was. So you can take that and compartmentalize it as I'm a fan of this guy. Maybe I shouldn't be a fan of this guy anymore because right now, all they're doing is making his fans, the people who are still there for him, look at him and see him as a victim. Right.
1: But I mean, there probably are some legal reasons why they can't.
2: Well, especially if there's like legal proceedings going on right now, they won't be allowed to discuss anything publicly.
1: Well, they didn't do that before he even said that part. He's yeah. looking into it. That's what he, yeah. that's what he said a, a day yeah. later.
2: And I wonder the reason that Twitch hasn't is because that they know that there's probably going to be legal fallout. And so really it's just self-preservation at that point, because anything you say after that can be brought up throughout the legal proceedings. Right. That's true. So it's like, don't give him more ammunition. Just let it lie. We know this is going to go this way. Let's get the legal team prepped and deal with it when it happens. Right. Because you you're not smart as a business or an organization if you're not prepared for that fallout.
1: But Twitch has a history of not telling people why they're a band.
0: <laughs> Which it's just weird.
1: Mixer told you. I mean, you know how Microsoft is as far as legal wise. They'd rather they'd rather be up front and tell you this is the reason why it happened.
2: Yeah. What are we watching this week? What's the plan? What's a recommendation for everybody else?
0: That's a great question. We did not really talk about anything to watch, did we? Not particularly, Greg. What do you got? What's a recommendation for you? Yeah, what? Yeah, why don't you give us something to watch, Greg?
1: Like uh, for all of us to watch, or
0: yeah, yeah. Hmm,
1: that's a good question. I haven't I looked at
2: interested you in the last little while, or something from the past that you want to rewatch?
1: I haven't seen the new Bad Boys yet. I plan on watching that eventually.
0: Bad Boys for Life?
1: Yeah. I like that. I like, you know, obviously I like uh, okay. Smith.
2: I think that's going to be it for the week. Let's uh let's be Bad Boys for Life this week. Okay. And we'll uh we'll let Greg give a review next weekend. <laughs> that's fine. Um, before next weekend, if they want to be able to get a hold of any one of us, Greg, how do they get a hold of you on Twitter? That's
1: at, at, Woe Gregory.
2: And Richard. At uh, Richard versus. You can get a hold of me on the Facebook page. You can also get a hold of Richard through that as well. I am on Twitter at Johnny Rudo, or you can contact us through our page handle, which is versus podcast underscore on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Also, I'm going to go ahead and add this because uh, I keep meaning to every week and then don't. If you are liking what you're listening to and you get it from one of our feeds, you don't have to do that. You can click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app and then you'll just get them automatically delivered to you every week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, why not think about doing that? If you like
2: what you hear, hit subscribe. Get us some more listens, more listens we get. We're not changing anything because we don't care. Uh, Outside of that, Richard, send him home. Have a good week.